Welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and even though it's almost February, we still have our Christmas tree up. This chat is with Matt Fernandez, who is the co-founder and chief creative officer of Industrial Brothers, an animation studio here in Toronto. What's interesting about Industrial Brothers is that Matt creates the IPs for the shows they produce, and as of now, they have seven original series under their belt that are broadcast all over the world. In our chat, Matt is going to reveal how he came up with their latest series, Dino Ranch, which just premiered on Disney this month. From the original sketch he drew to the path he took to develop the Pitch Bible with his team, the pilot episode, and even where the funding comes from upon Greenlight. So now without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Matt. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to chat about Dino Ranch, your new uh, preschool 3D fun looking show with dinosaurs and uh, Wild West, which looks like my childhood dream. <laughs> awesome. I know. Um, Me too. Yeah. Well, let's let's chat a little bit about you first. So, uh, you know, I, I saw you went to OCAD and then there was a, a couple of years in between and then suddenly you're the co-founder of a pretty renowned studio in Toronto. So maybe you yeah. can just tell me about who you are and how that happened. <laughs> that ha it happens just like that. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Where do you want me to start? I guess, uh, you know, the journey from being an artist, uh, you We're know, born at, at five pounds and three ounces. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, you know, I mean, yeah, going from, from a, an art student to, to, you know, owning a company and an animation studio, it's, God, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's such a journey. It's such a path, you know, and how I got here, I have, sometimes I have no idea. Um, but, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, it sort of started, you know, I mean, my, my whole history is, is, you know, I've been doing kids entertainment and been in the arts for my whole life. And it started with my family who are, all of them are artists and all of them have worked in the kids business. And my grandfather, his name was Craig Flessel and he was a comic book artist for DC Comics in the thirties. So he did like the first 25 covers of Detective Comics and you know, his big claim to fame, he did a character called the Sandman. And so he's a, a brilliant artist. Uh, and, and so when I was a kid growing up, I used to sit in a studio and we used to do comic books together. And, and uh, he was amazing. And, and my mother is a children's book author, illustrator uh, named Eugenie Fernandez. And she's done maybe 200 children's books now. And my dad had an animation studio uh, in New York and, and worked for Sesame Street and my sister does children's books, so I have no choice. It's the only <laughs> thing. If I were to be a lawyer, I'd be going against the family business. So but that's the I, opposite of most people. They're yeah, like everybody yeah. else is doctors and lawyers, and I'm an yeah, animation. Yeah. So well, the thing is, is I grew up realizing, you know, it, for me, being an artist was a job, right? So I got to, you know, it was, uh, it, it just didn't, it felt normal. So it, it, you know, I think for some people, yeah, exactly. You know, the idea of being an artist, you know, you're going to be a starving artist or seems so absurd that that could be a job. Um, but for me, that was that was the family business. And, you know, and everybody's still working. Uh, you know, my grandfather's not around anymore, but, you know, I go home and everybody's got projects. My mom's, you know, late 70s, still still doing books. And, and so it's sort of the, the, the family language. So for me, it, it was an wasn't even just about school. It was just, you know, that that was sort of what I was born born into. Um, so it kind of started there. Uh, and then how do I become a company owner is is another it's another journey. 
Um, but I, you know, I ended up, I, I went to school, um, but I had always wanted to be a filmmaker and a storyteller. And, and I always wanted to sort of get into, you know, television and movies and, and, um, so, you know, I kind of just put my focus on that. And, and uh, uh, you know, when I saw like, you know, at the time, I remember I was trying to work in, you know, doing work in features, doing storyboarding and, and, and the odd jobs. Um, but then, you know, Pixar came out with, I think the Incredibles. And I was like, that is the thing I want. I was like that, I realized I was like, that's it. And, but how do you go from, you know, being an artist to being, you know, making your own projects or making your own show or making your own film. Um, I realized the only way to do it is to do it, right? The only way to do it is to actually come up with something and create something and uh, kind of create a world and, and, you know, and pitch it and have somebody see that world and go, I'm going to put money down on, I'm going to bet on this. Uh, and that's really what it is. You're, you're presenting a universe or a character or a take that people with money go, I will invest in that. Uh, and and how, do you, how do you convince people to do that? And, and really part of it is, is coming down to really, you know, learning how to not only create a show, but pitch a show and pitch it to the right people. And that's a long journey. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a long journey. And, and a lot of that is, 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 uh, you know, finding the right people and building those networks and building those relationships and finding those moments. And, and it's a little bit of luck, right? You have to have the right, the right concept, the right story, the right thing at the right time, and you got to meet the right people. And, and so there's a little bit of luck involved. Um, so for me to kind of go from artist to company owner, uh, that luck sort of started when I was 19 years old, I was, uh, on a bus in Portugal, and I met my business partner. Who I didn't know he's going to be my business partner back then. Uh, and uh, he, we were both backpacking through Portugal, and and we just—he's from Australia. We and he's older than I am, uh, and, and we randomly met, and and we were like instant buddies, and we just traveled around Europe for like weeks, and we always stayed in touch and he was a business guy. So he was, uh, we had always stayed in touch. Like once a year, he would call me at, you know, four in the morning or something like that, just to wake me up. And we'd always stay in touch. And as I was uh, starting to get into television and getting into, you know, creating shows, uh, he was building a business out in Australia. And I had just finished my first show uh, that I ever created uh, called Dex Hamilton old show uh but uh uh and i was done i didn't know what to do then and we were talking and he had just sold his business and we were like hey let's start a company let's do something and that's literally how it started it was and this was like you know 20 some odd years later uh we randomly just said let's let's make stuff and and we've been doing that for the last you know 11 years and so that's so a great. little bit of, a little bit of luck right like if i had i not uh had I not taken the, you know, the 12 o'clock bus in Portugal at 19, I wouldn't be probably, we wouldn't be here. And, and so it's, it's funny to the decisions that you, we think it's always the big decisions that we make in our lives that are going to change everything, but it's really just the small little nuances of bus schedules that could just take your, your life in a different direction. And so, 
Um, so that, I mean, the long story short is, you know, that kind of went from artist to, to business owner, uh, uh, just sort of through, you know, a, a general idea, but a little bit of luck and, and the right people that kind of come along and help support. So that's pretty incredible. Uh, just a quick question. You said the first show that you did, was that, uh, actually in production or is that a pitch you put together? That was, so when I, so the first show I ever did was called Dex Hamilton, alien entomologist. Uh, and, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. This was God forever ago, you know, like 11, 12 years ago. Uh, it's a, it's a weird show, but it was the first, I had never, I had no idea how to make a show, but I had put together it really, you know, I had spent, I think I was, you know, I was out of school. I was, didn't really know what to do. I was doing children's books and illustration and artwork, but you know, the, sort of to go, how do I get from here to being, I don't know, Brad Bird, or how do I go? How do I do that? How does that, how does anybody do that? And so I had saved a bit of money. I took about six months off and, and I just said, I'm going to just focus on one idea. I had this idea for this character that was like the crocodile hunter in outer space. It was like this sort of you know, futuristic entomologist, <laughs> this weird idea. Um, but I really saw it. I really believed in it. Um, and, and so I, I just sat down and, and uh, built a Bible, like a show Bible. I really worked out, you know, all the characters, all the character arcs, you know, the universe, the rules, you know, the, the visuals, uh, you know, I had put together pitches for, and this was just all out of instinct. You know, I had created like big toy figurines. I was like pitching toy lines and, and really what I was doing instinctually was I was creating a brand, right? I was in, in and more than just a television show uh, or, or more than just, you know, a, a single story. I was thinking about a brand, you know, something that could work. Oh, this would make a great comic book, could make a great video game and make a good toy line and make a great show. Um, and, and then I just went out and, and I, I pitched it. And the other part of the story is one of my oldest friends uh, who is uh, our, also our head of uh, production, our VP of production at Industrial Brothers named Tammy Seaman. And she and I had met when I was 21 years old and uh, she was working in animation and producing and, and I just kind of bumped into her and she's like, oh, my boss is looking for a new show. And I was like, I just happened to be working on something. She's like, you should come in and pitch it. Uh, and so I literally went, you know, met, met, uh, and the company was named March Entertainment. They're not in business anymore. Uh, and the owner was named Dan Haas. And we sat down and, and had lunch and I were sitting in this restaurant and I pulled, and I had built, I had built this giant iron box and pretended it was sent from the future. And I put it on this table. Uh, and it was like, and I was pulling all this stuff out and, and by the end of it, I had sold the show. He's like, let's make it. And so I, next thing I know, I was making a show. I had no idea how to make a show, um, but we were, we were making it. We were, you know, and it was, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It was, it's a, you know, forever ago, but it was that I was learning how to make a TV show literally by making a TV show. I mean, that's I made, a, made a lot of mistakes and whatever, but you know, I learned a lot. And, and uh, so that's kind of, kind of how I got into the TV business. So, so maybe let's, let's jump ahead and talk about Dino Ranch. You've, you know, you've got all this experience under your belt. Now you've got the studio, you've pitched a bunch of shows, you've made a lot of shows. Uh, what is the secret formula and who's, 
Dino Ranch for that you've, you've kind of learned over the years? I don't know what the secret formula is. You know, I, I think one, first of all, you have to be really passionate uh, about your, whatever it is that you're doing, right? If you're not passionate and you don't believe in it and you don't see it clearly, nobody else can, right? You have to be kind of crystal clear and sort of what you're seeing because everybody's got to jump on that vision, right? That's the North star from, from investors to crew. And, and uh, so that's kind of the secret is to really believe in what you're doing and really believe and really be jazzed by be passionate because passion is contagious. And, and so, so that's the only secret I have to all of this. Uh, but in terms of Dino Ranch, uh, yeah, what gives you passion for Dino Ranch? Like, yeah, so as a I practical example. So, so for me, I you know I I I grew up in the country. Uh, uh, you know, my parent, my whole family's from New York, um, and my parents moved uh, to to you know. No, out in the sticks in Canada, they moved to Canada and we grew up uh, uh, just sort of out in farm country. And, uh, and so I grew up around a lot of farms and the outdoors and, and, you know, a lot of cows and horses and, and all my friends kind of were like sort of farmer country kids. And, and the one thing I realized about farms and country life is that kids were super capable. They lived this sort of rough and tumble life. You know, they were like, eight years old, driving tractors, smoking cigarettes, you know, like they were really like these outdoor rough and tumble sort of ranch kids. And so I always wanted to do a ranch story. And, um, and also my, my grandmother, uh, her favorite show was Bonanza. And she lived in the Bronx, which is weird, but she loved Bonanza. And so I always wanted to do a big sweeping ranch drama I just thought there's so much storytelling and, and, but the, what I realized about a ranch and a farm and all of that, or the wild frontier is you're only as successful as your family, right? You're only, the stronger the family unit, the stronger the ranch, the stronger the farm. So family is really important. And if your family's not aligned, your ranch is not aligned. And so I always thought that was a really strong theme. And then I thought, well, geez, you throw dinosaurs in there and you got to hit. No, I, but I realized like, you know, I, I, so I wanted to do that, that, that thematically. And then, you know, of course I love, you know, Jurassic Park and then the idea of like, you know, taking care of dinosaurs and looking after dinosaurs and, and sort of that, you know, that was such an inspiration and, and, and then I sort of mashed them together, but the short answer is I just drew a kid on a dinosaur and I thought that looks cool. And then I drew another kid on a dinosaur and I thought, well, that looks really cool too. And so it was literally, you know, while all of that was sort of, you know, in my mind and themes I wanted to do, it really came down to just really one strong drawing. And all of those kids are the exact, they have not changed. They, I drew th like in a few days, I just drew these, you know, three kids on three dinosaurs and that's exactly what's on screen now. And and so when you sit down and, you know, for me, a lot of it just starts with drawing as I'm drawing, you know, I start thinking about who are these characters and what's the world and what's the story. And, and so, um, so yeah, I just kind of, I don't know, I kind of hit this, this tone, this pitch, and then, then uh, everyone just sort of got it right. It's Dino Ranch. Like you go, Oh, I get it. Like that's, <laughs> right that's, away, two words, it's, yeah. all in, it's all in the title. Right. Um, 
so so that i mean that's kind of how it how it started so so okay so you mentioned a few things you mentioned you know you've you've really got to have the passion yourself and all this other stuff so when you're approaching broadcasters like it just premiered on disney i believe yeah um and you know every studio out there is approaching the disney's and the cartoon networks etc yeah. yeah what is what is the selling features that disney said yes we we want to pick this up opposed to everything else yeah uh, i mean well we have really you know at industrial brothers we have really great uh partners called uh, boat rockers studios uh and so uh so together we work as a team so we you know we run all the creative and the production uh and you know they run all the financing and the distribution and the business side of things and it's a really great uh relationship so you know in terms of contacts you know we really um what makes the partnership so great is that you know uh, Boat Rocker has deep relationships with all the broadcasters and we have deep relationships with the broadcasters. And so that's something that you start building over some time. But there's markets that anyone can go to that call like Kid Screen, uh, which is a market uh, out in Miami. Uh, or, or you have like MIPCOM, which is out in France in Cannes. Uh, and these are big conventions where you get every broadcaster in the world coming. You've got all the studios, creators, People go and they pitch their shows, and you set up these meetings, uh, and, and you can do it through through you know uh, the delegates. You can you can find and and try to pitch, and and you're so it's this frenzy markets you know where where uh, creators and studios and everyone is 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 pitching, uh, and so that's kind of how how uh, you know we started to build relationships with all our broadcasters, and you know we had done. Uh, you know, quite a few shows before, like I created, and we did a show called Top Wing uh, on Nickelodeon. Um, and, and so, you know, we had, we had a, a good track record of shows that we started to make. And, and uh, so we did a, you know, made a trailer. So did an animated trailer, uh, you know, worked out the Bible, but really wanted to just pitch the tone and the vibe, but really just thought if we can just nail it in this trailer, uh, animated trailer, we can kind of just show them you know just show them the world and and so we we you know we show them the trailer we pitched it uh and, and generally how some of these you know pitches work is especially with disney is you know you get like 30 disney executives from all around the world uh all kind of come in and sit in a room and you just have to stand there and sell you've got like 15 minutes before they're off to the next and and you gotta sell it and uh i think i played them the trailer i did the pitch dead silence uh everyone was like oh thank you very much and then they leave and you're like i hope they like it and then you know and then all of a sudden you get offers and people are like we're very excited and um and so that in a, in a nutshell is is you know it, it is you use these markets to sort of get in front of broadcasters so anybody young creators you know i i would look at you know kid screen is a, is a great uh market uh, to try to get in, get in there and, and get in front of people. And that's how we started. Nice, you know, nice. it, we would go to these markets and just try to meet people. So I'm wondering if you can, if you can uh, bring to light a few more details in the, in between time. So obviously you've, you've funded uh, this trailer and the Bible through your industrial brothers and your partnership with, um, sorry, Boat Rocker. Boat Rocker. Boat, Boat Rocker. So you have funding through them. And then when, you get an offer from Disney, what does that offer say? Like, we will totally fund this if you make it exclusive to us or we'll put up 25% and then you have to go to other broadcasters and pre-sell it. Like what, what is the, 
what what is that? Yeah, because <laughs> not yeah. a lot of people know about this. Yeah, especially for people who want to create, it's very confusing. Yeah, like, yeah. that's a, that's exactly how it works. You get a you get a message from Disney saying we will totally fund this. Mail, Ten um, million dollars. Right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, every, how you fund a, a, you know, and put together and cobble a, a, the financing for a show together. There's just so many different ways to do it. There's so many uh, uh, paths, and and that's you know, for me, that's not my expertise, and that's why we, you know, we really rely on on uh, Boat Rocker. Uh, you know, just uh, um, they're so great at that. Um, but you know, with with Disney, uh, it, it for us, it's it's uh, it's not exclusively Disney. Uh, so they've licensed the show, so it plays on on uh, in the U.S. and 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 globally. It's 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 in different territories, but you know there's different like in Germany. You know it's on Super RTL, which is a really you know which is the big network, the big kids network in Germany. And so um, so what you do is you have a sales team uh, that that go around globally and sort of have relationships with you know there's broadcasters that you know in all over Africa and, and, and Latin America and Russia and China. And, and there's so many, you know, we always think of just like, you know, the pillars, you know, like yeah. Disney or Nickelodeon and, and globally, but there's so many different, um, you know, and in Canada, uh, it's here on CBC, uh, which are amazing partners and, and have, have always supported us. And so, um, so it, it, uh, it is a Disney show, uh, in, in certain territories, but, uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's a CBC, CBC show here in Canada, but Disney's are, the, are, are, were the first ones to jump in and we developed it with them. And, and so sure. it's on the business side, it's like, a I don't know, it's sort of like minority report. You're just sitting there putting together these puzzles and financing and, and that for me, that's an art within itself. And, and, uh, you know, so it's, um, it's, and so that's part of, you know, you can't just do it alone, right? Like, so as an artist, you need to, you need to partner with, you know, my business partner, Arthur is he, you know, he, he focuses really on the business strategy and the financing and, and the selling and, and which allows me to sort of focus just on, on the creative and the making of the shows. So, so I'm, I'm still thinking about this process. So maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Your first, I guess your strategy is to find a big broadcaster to develop it with. So they kind of put in money to develop yes. it. And then, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then that gives backing to go to other broadcasters and say, we have Disney on board. We're developing this show. Uh, can we can we sell this to you too? And then when you have enough people on board and you have, I don't know, 100% of your goal of funding, then you start, yes. then you start it. Yeah, yeah. So d d depending on how it works, so certain networks might come in for a certain percentage of the budget. They may come in for 50%. They may come in for 70%. Some might come in for 10%. Um, but they say, yes, you know, we'll, we'll come in, you know, and, and you develop it. And, and the development process can take, you know, some years. Sometimes it's two years. Sometimes it's six months. Uh, once you kind of get it to a point where they're very happy with it, you know, then you get the green light, right? And, um, but you might get a green light, but you still have to bring in a certain amount of, of financing um, uh, to the table, which means you might have to get sales, international sales, right? So you might get a network in France to come in and you might get one in, in Australia to come in and, and, uh, and, then, and then you kind of get all the financing together. Or, you know, you, 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 
a, a network can come in, they can own the brand completely and then finance it all together. So it, it's, uh, it's definitely different. There's different paths and, and, you know, there's not one way to skin a cat. So, uh, and it's changing all the time. You know, you're, you're now you're getting SFODs and, you know, uh, streamers and different players and the landscape is always changing. So, you know, everything is always changing. Business models always change, but the thing that doesn't change are good concepts, right? So the, the key is just concept is king. Have a really good, strong idea. You know, you don't have to know how everything works, uh, you know, but if you have a really strong idea, people will come to that and support it. And, and uh, you know, and, and that, that's, that's really the number one thing is just have a, a really strong idea. So. so say say I'm a creator and I have a pitch and it's really strong and uh, I'm getting attention for it and whatnot. What, what would you advise? Because you also talked a lot about having really good partners to work with who can figure out the financing and stuff. So say I go to Disney with my independent idea and they're like, yeah. great, we will develop it. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what that means. What do yeah. I do next? Yeah. So I, I, my, my it, you know, it's really hard uh, to, to say, go, I'm a, a creator and just to get in front of Disney. Generally, what you want to do is, is a, a great path is to go to a production company. So for example, an industrial brothers. So you go to a production company that has a, that is a production company and that has all these relationships and resources and, 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 and knows how to put together a show that's the that's really the starting point is is and that there that's a little bit more accessible you know wherever you live there's probably animation studios and companies uh, all over the world that you can find and get in front you know try to get in front of and pitch to their you know you find their head of development and, and try to pitch them a show and and generally then then you can sort of develop it with them and then they can kind of take it to to a broadcaster. So that, I mean, you know, my first show I partnered with, you know, uh, March entertainment. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing, but, but, you know, they had made shows and then they were a real studio and, and because you can go to a Disney and go, Hey, I've got this great idea, but they're like, yeah, but how are you going to make it? You know? So, and you can't really go, I don't know. So, um, <laughs> so it, it's, it, you got to bring, you got to bring something to the table. Or, you know, you can have a great idea and a company can just say, oh, well, we'll take that. We'll, you know, we'll purchase that idea and then they'll make it. So. Nice. Um, cool. Maybe as we're, we're wrapping up the chat a little bit, I'm wondering what is the kind of the long-term plan for your co-owner of Industrial Brothers? And you've taken us through the whole pitch process and you've been doing this for a number of years. What is the, what is the long-term plan, I guess, for a uh, Dino Ranch? Um, because you, you mentioned about brand building and toys and things like that. And yeah. then also, um, when thinking back to your dream of telling stories and, and making art, how, what is your long-term plan with your personal dream and industrial brothers kind of um, two parts? They're, well, they're kind of, they're, well, they're kind of tied a little bit. I mean, obviously with Dino Ranch, you know, I really, the plan is global domination. Uh, no, but we, you know, really <laughs> hope that, you know, I, I, I honestly, the, the, it's such a joy. It's such a pleasure. Uh, you know, it's a real privilege to to just get to make cartoons for kids and and make art for a living uh and, and you know i don't think there's a day that goes by where i take that for granted um so the goal is just to continue to do that you know and and hope that people still want to make the things you want to make and and 
want to, you know, work with you and collaborate with you because it's such a huge collaboration. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I'm really, really excited about, about Dino Ranch. I think it's, it's, um, it's such a huge world to explore. Uh, you know, I really feel like, you know, I really hope that kids engage with it and like it. And, you know, especially now everybody's trapped inside and, and can't go out and we're all feeling really stuck. You know, hopefully kids get to see, you know, these kids out in the open range riding dinosaurs in this big open world where it's rough and tumble. And we feel that that's a really, you know, that's a white space right now. And, and so hopefully kids kind of, you know, gravitate towards that. I, I hope they do. But, you know, and, and for us at Industrial Brothers, you know, we've got a lot of exciting projects um, in production right now that are coming out. And, and, you know, the goal for us is just to, keep making more, right? You know, just really try to make the best work that we can. Hopefully you make work that resonates. Um, and, and not only as a company goal, just as a personal goal, because in the end of the day, you know, outside of a company, I'm just still a kid with a sketchbook. And, and if I can keep doing that until I'm old and dead, you know, uh, that, that's the goal. You know, I, I, last story, but you know, my grandfather, prolific, amazing artist. Uh, I remember uh, he was about 97 when I went and saw him. And, and we'd always, when I was a kid, we would sit down and we'd both draw together, right? Or I'd draw something and I'd sit, push it over to him and he would draw. And so art was sort of our bond. And I remember seeing him at 97 and he was showing me what he was working on. And he was going, I just, I'm still trying to make it simpler. He's like, and he was looking at it and he was still trying to crack this nut. He was still trying to figure it out. He was still just thoroughly engaged at that age. And so if I can do that, if I can still be trying to work it out, trying to and engage, I, then I win. So for me, that's, that's, the, that's the goal. Nice. I like that a lot. And uh, it sounds like a struggle and a passion at the same time. <laughs> it always is. Well, what, is there anything else you wanted to share in the final, in the final moments? Um, no, I just say, you know, I, I would say to anybody listening, you know, that, that art is a job uh, and, and it's a real thing. And, and, and uh, you know, there's, there's never been a greater time to have ideas and have, you know, content and, and to create and, um, and a great idea can change your life. It just takes one, right? It just takes one. Uh, and trust me, I got a lot of bad ones, but every once in a while, I'll get a good one. And, and with that, you can kind of change the direction of your life. So don't give up on your craft and don't give up coming up with ideas. Amazing. Last words. Well, thank, thank you so much for coming on the podcast chat. Um, right. It's been a pleasure to chat. And if you're listening and you want to reach out to Industrial Brothers or Matt or follow their work or see Donna Ranch, you can do so by checking out their website. And I'll include that in the description of this chat. And that's all for now. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, bye.